I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common-sense gun laws. We can't and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need a solvent for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. There's a lot there from President Joe Biden speaking to the nation yesterday after the murder of 19 children and two adults in Texas. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. There is a lot going on. You're going after uh, gun manufacturers. Of course, there always needs to be a bad guy. Why do you need an assault rifle? Although he doesn't define assault rifle, he means an AR-15. He probably also thinks AR stands for assault rifle, which, of course, it does not. Deer and Kevlar vests, I mean, he's got all the low-hanging fruit in his conversation. And then, of course, he caps it off with the idea of common-sense Gun laws. The people over at Moms Demand Action in Indiana, they also want to talk common sense gun laws. Gun laws that are just based in common sense. That's what we need. And it is not common sense to have children shot in their classroom. Agreed. But what do you think is common sense? And the way that that ends is through strong gun policy that doesn't punish the everyday gun owner who would like to have one for home protection. So common sense is only home protection. But the school is not the home. And 19 children were murdered. Maybe your common sense gun laws aren't so common sense and are much more about a removal, a retraction, a diminishing, if not a just elimination of the Second Amendment. And if you say to me, Tony, you're making it political, no. They're making it political by not making any sense. I'm trying to bring some focus to the conversation. Cam Edwards joins us right now. He is the editor-in-chief of BearingArms.com. He is also the host of Cam and Company and knows more about the Second Amendment and gun laws, uh, he's forgotten more than I may very well ever know. Uh, the, the arguments here are fast and furious, and there are some responses that uh, are taking place in social media, like uh, actor and director Rob Reiner saying every Republican has blood on their hands because of, of, of what happened. I don't know if we have to uh, go through each and every uh, most radical point to get clicks and likes on, on social media. Uh, but first things first, this uh, shooter seems to have purchased these firearms uh, legally. Is there any, uh, aside from the murder, was there a law that was broken in obtaining these firearms? Not that we've been able to tell. 
Um, you know, he did have a handgun. You have to be 21 under federal law to buy a handgun at retail, so we don't know uh, how he purchased that firearm. But this is, you know, this is one of those areas, Tony, where, again, instead of addressing the, the fundamental issues here, as you say, we've got no shortage of politicians and anti-gun activists that are just trying to shoehorn the same gun control laws that they've been calling for for decades uh, into this incident before all of the facts are even known. Right. Uh, and, you know, you talk about these, quote unquote, common sense gun laws, like raising the age to purchase a firearm up to 21. Uh, that's, I think, going to be something the Democrats are pushing. Universal background checks, which would not have had an impact in this case, didn't have an impact in the Buffalo shooting. You know, you're absolutely right that the murder of 19 children in a classroom is something that we should be talking about. And we absolutely should be talking about ways to prevent it. But the emotional blackmail that we are seeing on the part of Democrats from celebrities like Rob Reiner to the president himself. If you don't go along with the Democratic anti-gun agenda, well, you don't care about these kids, or you care more about your guns than you care about these kids. It's disgusting, and it's despicable. And I'll tell you what, you know, the first two minutes of Joe Biden's speech last night were maybe the best of his administration uh, when he talked about the pain of losing a child and what those parents are going through. That resonated with me. I lost my oldest son less than two months ago. And the hollowness in the chest that he described is something that I felt myself. But for them to then turn around and blame this on gun manufacturers, to blame this on Republicans, and to not talk about the individual who made the conscious decision to murder 19 fourth graders and two teachers to try to kill his own grandmother, and to lay all of the blame at the feet of legal gun owners, people who support individual constitutionally protected rights. As I said, I, it, it's, it's disgusting. It's par for the course. But it gets us no closer to actually addressing the, the fundamental issues that are at play here. So let me bring you to something that was said by Steve Kerr. Now, I, I, I will state quite clearly uh, that when it comes uh, to the Second Amendment, I don't pay attention to NBA coaches. I, I don't pay attention to Greg Popovich. I don't pay attention to Steve Kerr. But he said something very interesting uh, yesterday, and, and I want to go over it with you first. Uh, Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Right now, who refused to vote on HRA which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children? H.R. 8. From the 117th Congress, uh, sponsored by Representative Mike Thompson of California, establishes new background check requirements for firearm transfers between private parties, prohibits a firearm transfer between private parties unless a licensed gun dealer, manufacturer, importer first takes possession of the firearm to conduct a background check, does not apply to certain firearm transfers or exchanges, such as a gift between spouses in good faith. That's from the summary. There is nothing that shows that H.R. 8 would have stopped this guy from getting a firearm. But it seems that for so many, the answer is more legislation and more legislation. So first, uh, to a commentary on, on H.R. 8, and then uh, allow me to get pointed. Let's, let's break it down. Is there a place 
for legislation in trying to curb what we're seeing with what happened in Buffalo and what has happened uh, in Texas. All right. Well, first of all, in HRA, a couple of things. It's not Mitch McConnell that's holding up a vote. Mitch McConnell is now the Senate Majority Leader. Chuck Schumer is the Senate Majority Leader. Chuck Schumer could bring those bills to a vote on the floor any time. And a matter of fact, last night, Chuck Schumer moved to actually put those bills on the Senate calendar. Today, Chuck Schumer says it sounds like we're not going to get a vote imminently, may not even get a vote between now and November. So this isn't Mitch McConnell. If Steve Kerr has a problem with D.C. politicians, he should talk to Chuck Schumer. Uh, but you're right about H.R. 8. Look, California is one of those states that has universal background check laws on the books. The FBI released a report on active shooters in 2021 just a couple of days ago. Do you know the state with the most active shooting incidents last year? It was California. They had six. A state with dozens of gun control laws in the books. A state with universal background check laws on the books. So, no, HRA, had it been passed, had it been in place, would not have prevented this attack. And, Tony, listen, the, the idea that universal background checks are some sort of panacea for violent crime or for these types of targeted attacks is ridiculous. Typically, these laws are misdemeanor offenses. They are rarely, if ever, prosecuted, and they do nothing to lower the crime rate. Colorado imposed universal background checks in 2013. Their violent crime rate is more than 25 percent higher today. New Mexico imposed universal background checks in 2019. Violent crime has only gone up every year since. It is insane to talk about these nothing burger pieces of gun control legislation. The only reason why they're talking about universal background checks is because they poll well, not because they actually stop violent criminals or mass murderers. They are looking for a political advantage to this slaughter of school children. And again, it's disgusting. Talking to Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. Uh, uh, find him on Twitter at Cam Edwards. Cam, I have known you a long time. We have uh, hosted each other's shows. We have appeared on TV together. We have uh, smoked a cigar or two together uh, before. Uh, uh, forgive me for, for getting personal. I have never heard you angry before in my life. You are one of the more calm, cool, collected cats. When I talk to you about other people, uh, Cam Edwards is the guy to talk to about firearms. You will never meet anybody who is more cool to the conversation. Um, is what's bothering you the response? Is what's bothering you what's happened? Is what's bothering you that a, a lack of focus to the, uh, the, the underlying? Because I, I agree with you. Uh, that the laws don't fix the underlying, which is why do these things happen to begin with? And there is no law that will stop all of them because it won't stop people running each other over like that happened in Madison, Wisconsin, or I should say Waukesha, or that happened in the streets uh, of New York or has happened in, in, in Berlin or, or in other places. So I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking as a friend. I mean, I, I know it's an interview, but screw that. Uh, what's up? Well, I think it's probably a combination of all of the above. You know, I am, as I think most Americans are, um, incredibly upset by what happened in Uvalde, Texas yesterday. Uh, this is heartbreaking. This is tragic. But I am also pissed off at the political response by Democrats to immediately try to turn this into a campaign issue, to try to blunt their losses in the upcoming midterms. They see this as a hot. You know, this is a, a, a chance to, uh, to, to turn uh, tragedy into policy. And, again, 
it, it bothers me because we're not talking about the things that really matter. You know, there was a, a story in the Washington Post today uh, quoting the suspect's childhood friend. And one of them talked about, uh, they all talked about how he'd been bullied in middle school. He had a lisp. He had a speech impediment. Uh, he'd been bullied for his looks. He had a terrible home life. Apparently his mom was a drug addict who was kicked out of the family home. There were repeated arguments with the mother. Police were called out multiple, uh, on multiple opportunities. So I believe that there were circumstances where this kid probably could have been helped before he turned into a killer. And it bothers me that that doesn't happen. It bothers me that, again, we're talking about this as if we can ban our way to safety. When we have, Tony, we've got a crumbling mental health system that is manifesting itself in so many different ways. From incidents like this to the 100,000-plus drug overdose deaths in the country last year to the almost 100,000 alcohol-related deaths in this country last year. You know, we've got to get serious about what the last couple of years have done to so many of us. And to see the Democrats, again, just try to turn this tragedy into shameless partisan gain, it, yeah, it makes me mad. But I got to tell you, man, it really makes me sad, too, because this is one of those opportunities where we do have a chance to really move the ball forward if there are politicians with the courage to put their partisanship aside, to quit playing these stupid games with our constitutional rights, and to actually do something serious, something difficult, rather than just doing something to say that they did it. Before I let you go, Cam, uh, yeah. you spent time uh, hosting programs with uh, the NRA. Uh, you've got the NRA meeting, National Rifle Association, the NRA meeting taking place in Houston this weekend. You've got people like Beto O'Rourke demanding that the governor, Greg Abbott, skip uh, the, the, the convention. Uh, former President Trump is scheduled to be there. You've got the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. You've got the Governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, Ted Cruz, John Cornyn, the Senators from Texas, all scheduled to be there. Do they still show up? Should they? Boy, it's a great question. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if they will. Uh, I've got a request into the NRA to see if there are going to be any changes to the annual meeting. Um, the last time anything like this happened was probably 1999. Uh, the NRA was supposed to hold their annual meeting in Denver, Colorado, just a couple of days after Columbine happened. And they ended up basically pulling all of their front-facing events. They had a members meeting. They had a board meeting that it required under the bylaws, but they didn't have their exhibits. So far, we've seen no indication that that's going to happen. Um, but I think that, you know, it's sort of a no-win situation for the NRA and all of these politicians. If they go, there are going to be protests. Again, the Democrats are going to say, look, they're putting guns ahead of children's lives. Um, if the NRA decides to cancel this event, uh, they're you know, going to have some gun owners and some NRA members calling them, uh, you know, cowards or wimps, uh, say that they're virtue signaling. So I, I don't know. I mean, I am right now scheduled to get on an airplane tomorrow morning and fly to Houston uh, to cover the NRA annual meeting this weekend. I am anticipating that it is going to still take place in some form or fashion, and I do expect that there are going to be massive protests. I just hope that, you know, I, I, I don't know if these politicians should stay away, if they really don't believe that new gun control laws would uh, are the answer here. I, I don't see a reason for them to stay away other than, again, the political and public relations calculations that uh, are inevitably got away on their minds. Cam Edwards, BearingArms.com. I always appreciate you, my friend. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.